Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. Thanks for being here today. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. As usual, this is a show about stock market investing in what I like to call the age of AI. So we start and end every discussion about stock market investing with a review of our algorithms that help us manage risk. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Today, we're going to tackle the idea about investing in precious metals. Ways to outperform the market in 2019, investing in gold and silver and the mining companies. That's what we're going to discuss today. As usual, this is a live trading desk. I'm managing my own personal capital and that of high net worth investors. All of our business is done through interactive brokers. Because it's a live desk, sometimes I get interrupted. Thanks for bearing with me. I also get distracted as I have trades on right now and I'm working on both intraday trades using our algorithms that we've developed in-house to um, help us take advantage of the ever-increasing volatility in today's market. And we have multi-day, multi-month algorithms to help us with swing trading, right? And all of that drives are fundamentally based portfolios where we have some longer-term buying and holding ideas. Now, those of you who know me know that buying and holding doesn't mean I hold stocks as they go down dramatically. So we always have stop losses, and then we manage our risk on the way up, and we try to stay with longer-term fundamental positions as long as possible. So that's how we break up our portfolios. I have a couple of tools for you on our website, rosenthalcapital.com. The risk monitor tells you when we're adding risk or taking off risk in all of our portfolios. And that's driven by six indexes that we believe drive market risk um, and drive market direction. And those indexes are the S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ 100, the small cap index, the momentum index, and the IBD 50. If we follow those six, we have algorithms designed to help us manage risk and let us know when to be aggressive in those six and when to take uh, profits and raise cash. If we follow those six and we use them as a guide for managing our risk, we can outperform markets. It's a secret to investing. In the past, institutions always had information before individuals. Today, institutions have AI information before individuals, and that's how they outperform. What I'm doing for you on this show is sharing institutional quality AI with the individual investor. It's how we drive our performance. And so for you, what I'm trying to do is show you when to add risk and take risk off like a professional. So if you look at our website you'll see that we are adding risk to the portfolio again. It was complete risk off on August 5th. You'll see this on our website. We have a log to let you know when we're adding and subtracting. You can go back and look at how right we've been. And I say that in all humility because there'll be times when we're wrong. And now we're adding risk again. Now, I promised Armor Report subscribers 
that I would send you out an email detailing what we're doing if we're adding risk. I haven't done that yet. I like to save those emails for when um, we have a clearer picture. So let's just, before we get to gold and silver today, let's just address what's happening. If you look at our website, you're going to see in our model portfolios, we have four at Interactive Brokers. All of our clients link their accounts to one of these four. You're going to see how we're invested. We have put on market risk, conservative, balanced, aggressive, and indexed only, all four of those model portfolios. So we've put on market risk using ETFs, exchange-traded funds of these indexes. We still have and are building our portfolio out of dividend-paying assets. Please watch Monday's video so you can understand why we continue to build out our passive income. And it's going to dovetail into our discussion about precious metals today. It all has to do with a ridiculous amount of negative yielding debt around the world, driving interest rates lower. So from a longer-term picture, from the buy-and-hold picture, our approach is to buy weakness in quality dividend-paying companies. We have a whiteboard of names right back there of dividend payers that are quality, in our opinion. And when there's weakness in the stock, we step up and put positions on. Then we try to hold them as long as we can and collect that yield. So to be clear, we are adding market risk based on our algorithms. Whatever that means to you, I can't tell you how to put your portfolio to work because I don't know you. I couldn't possibly give you information on how to manage your own account. What I'm doing is educating you and sharing with you what I'm doing in my account. And then you take that information and use it however you think it's best for your strategy. So step one today, you see this right here, this bear paw that I put up for you guys to let you know what our stance is. So today we're going to turn that off. Okay. The bear paw is gone. We're not short anything, obviously. And we're adding risk back into the portfolio. It's a muddled picture though. Back in June, on the 4th of June, I put out an armor report for everybody to see. I spoke on this channel repeatedly about it. We are risk on across the board. All six of our indexes within a 48-hour period told us to put risk on. Those are, without a doubt, the best risk on signals using our artificial intelligence. When we get those signals over a period of 15 years, if you look at the back tests, the probabilities that the market goes higher is somewhere around 90%. And it worked perfectly in June and July. Our index-only portfolio got long the market June 4th. We were up about 12% by the end of July. It's in a two-month window. All we were doing is buying the indexes. Okay. That's not the type of buy signal we have today. That's not the kind of risk on signal we have right now. So we are adding risk, but in a more cautious way. You'll see in our index-only portfolio, we have 100% market risk right now. In June, we had 200% risk on. 
Okay, so this signal, while it tells us, yes, put some money to work, there are some conflicting pieces of information, number one being that the small cap index continues to underperform, and that's a problem for us. It's telling us to stay away from small caps. It's not that the big caps can't go up on their own, but in order to get the type of move we got in June and July, you really like to see everything go together. Now, that might happen for the next week or so. We might get some later confirmation in the smaller cap indexes, but what we like to see to put out a report to send it to all of our subscribers. Now's the time to get risk on. We like to see every index go positive in a 48-hour window, and that's not going to happen now. So risk is still out there, but it behooves us to put a little capital to work. That's what we're saying. Now let's get to gold and silver and the precious metals companies. I'm going to lay out for you chapter and verse why it's important to pay attention to this space. Let's start with chart patterns because pictures are always worth a thousand words. There's a chart pattern of the weekly price chart of GLD, the ETF for gold. As you can see, it's breaking out of a multi-year downtrend. It's breaking three Fibonacci downtrending lines, which anybody who knows Fibonacci sequences means that a change in trend is now legitimate. So we got a big breakout off of that last change when it broke that red downtrending line. We have a big breakout in the last couple of months. So I'm doing a discussion today about precious metals investing because that breakout has to be respected. Now let's go look at silver. Are we late on this discussion on this channel? I don't think so. Silver's just breaking out now. If this investment thesis is going to be right, and if this investment thesis is going to help us beat the stock market in 2019 and beyond, then there's a lot of upside left in these assets. And that's why I'm sharing with you today, it's time to start doing your homework. It's time to start thinking about this space again. I understand it's hard to do that. This space has been dead money and destructive money for about a decade. I'm going to get to why in a minute. There's been a fundamental change that will help us understand this breakout. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But let's take a look at the gold mining stocks, just to round it out. This is the weekly chart of GDX. Same patterns. What we love and what we talk about on this channel all the time is confluence. I don't care if it's day trading the indexes, swing trading the indexes, whatever you're doing precious metals buying, we like to see confluence. So we love to see three charts that all look kind of the same in different stages, all about the same assets. That confluence tells you there's real money coming into the space. It's not just a one-off move. Okay? So... I can't spend the entire day today sharing with you the entire gold story. I'm going to try to break it down for you in a bite-sized piece so you understand why this is important. And let's have it dovetail with our conversation on Monday about dividend investing and passive aggressive. Uh, um, passive, <laughs> passive aggressive, that's funny. A little Freudian slip there. Um, passive income investing. 
Go watch that video so you understand how the two connect. We have had, we are living in a world right now. This number, this number, I have to look at my notes again because it's so hard to believe. There's $16 trillion worth, trillion. There's $16 trillion worth of negative yielding debt in the world today. Negative yielding debt. As I spoke to you on Monday, as a, as a ridiculous example of the world we live in, Denmark is a bank in Denmark that is paying people literally to go buy houses, borrow money from the bank, pay off the loan over time, and you pay less than you actually borrowed. Just, just wrap your head around that insanity for a minute. Did you ever think you were going to live in a world where you could borrow money from a bank, pay them off over time, and pay off less than you borrowed? You have to wrap your head around that because it's going to drive our investing process in the next X amount of years. It's how you're going to beat the stock market over the next X amount of years because you're going to focus your investing on businesses that benefit from a very bizarre debt world that we live in. $16 trillion worth of negative yielding debt and a bank that's literally paying you to borrow money. So what benefits in that world? And Monday I told you dividend investing, right? We own things in our portfolio like AT&T when it was getting killed and nobody liked it and the yield was over 6% and everyone said there's too much debt on the balance sheet and we were buying it on our trading desk. Locking in that yield to better than 6%. Why were we doing that? Well, we had a risk on buy signal using our algorithms, so that's step one. But step two, think about the world we live in. Negative yielding debt, $16 trillion. Interest rates going lower everywhere. All of a sudden, And I promise you, I'm going to get back to gold in a minute. This plays right into the gold story. But listen to me. Listen to me here. This is important. All of a sudden, companies that have a lot of debt on their balance sheet have a hidden gem. People used to be turned off by a lot of debt on a balance sheet. Will they be able to service all that debt? Wait a minute. We're in a world where there's $16 trillion of negative yielding debt out there. We have the bank in Denmark paying people to borrow money. All of a sudden, if a company's using debt correctly, levering up ridiculously to supercharge their growth going forward, and then they can refinance that debt a lot cheaper. Oh my goodness. AT&T's dividend can continue to go up. 
That's just one thing. When they refinance that debt, they got a whole bunch of cash. People were nervous, Nelly. Oh my God, they're not going to be able to, you know, maintain the dividend and service the debt. Really, in a world of sixteen trillion dollars worth of negative yields, they're going to be able to refinance and unlock value in the company. You got to think differently in the world we're in today. I know for the last. X amount of decades, a company with a lot of debt was a bad thing. And I'm not saying every debt-ridden company is great, but I'm saying a quality company that has a massive amount of debt for whatever reasons, they're trying to reposition their business, they're trying to grow, what have you. Those companies have a hidden gem that they're going to unlock when they refinance at ridiculously lower levels. Now, in a world as bizarre as the one we're living in, precious metals have to be respected and considered for a well-rounded portfolio. It's just that simple. Hang on a second. I'll get back to you. Now let's go over why. Go over why precious metals have to be respected. A couple of facts. In case you don't know the precious metals market, I can't lay everyone out for you. Maybe we'll do it in future uh, episodes in this channel. We'll devote more time in the coming weeks, and I'll share more specifics. But I'm going to give you the broad strokes right now. China has been buying up gold aggressively for the last five years aggressively hoarding gold. Eventually, we believe, so that their currency can compete with U.S. dollars. And that's a long-term trend that's unfolding. Those of you who know the precious metals market know there's been massive, um, and this is not hyperbole, there has been massive manipulation of the paper price of metals in this country, particularly by the bullion banks. J.P. Morgan at the very top of that pyramid for a decade. They've been manipulating the paper price of gold. Guys, go do research on this. I posted it on my Twitter feed. You can click through the link and read about it. I'm not going to tell you all about facts here. Click through the Twitter feed, read about it. But that game is over. The manipulation of paper gold in this country has ended because traders are now being charged with crimes and they're flipping on their bosses. And bullion banks can no longer manipulate the price of the metal down at the behest of government officials. You see, because when you're creating ridiculous amounts of fiat currency, the one thing you can't have is the price of gold to go to $30,000 an ounce, right? Because that's massive inflation and, and destruction of the paper currency. So what you've been seeing for a decade is bullion banks beat up the price of paper gold to keep down that asset. That's just a fact. It's not a conspiracy theory. Just go, just go read about it. It's a fact. 
They've been selling more paper gold than there actually is gold on comics. And they've been doing it with impunity until now. They've been caught red-handed. Traders are going to jail, and they're turning over on their bosses. It's going to get ugly. But for an investor in precious metals, that's very exciting because now that Pavlovian feeling of the minute gold goes up, it's going to get whacked overnight by some ridiculous trade at 3 o'clock in the morning is gone away. And it's no surprise that you're seeing the price of the metals respond in the last couple of months because we haven't seen that Pavlovian slap down at 1 to 3 o'clock in the morning in the access market for a couple of months now. I would submit to you that perhaps another reason we're seeing that is that the central banks want to see inflation now. It's the one piece of the puzzle that they can't get. They want inflation at 2% or higher, and they can't get it. One way to do that is release the price of gold and silver. Stop manipulating assets, and you'll see asset values go up. And then there's one last piece I want to share, checking my notes so I can make sure I get it all right. It's been in the works for a couple of years now, but gold has now been accepted as a tier one asset for banks. That's very important for the supporting of the basic price of gold. In the past, there's been no reason for banks to support that price. Instead, it's much better for them to beat up that price as they print ridiculous amounts of fiat currency. But now, gold is considered a tier one asset for banks. So a rising, steadily rising price of gold is very positive for bank balance sheets. All these things have been coming together in the last five years. What's the tipping point? I don't know what the tipping point was, but it happened a couple months ago as gold. Want to see it again? Here it is. A couple months ago. Gold broke that downtrend and skyrocketed. Silver just started to do it last month. The mining companies, the last two months, took off. It's happening. Now I'm going to share with you one last piece of information. I'm going to read this. So I want to make sure I get it right. I want to walk you through the potential for the price of metal over time. Okay, so forgive me. I'm going to read from my screen. I just want to get these numbers right. The last time the gold cartel was broken was in the 1970s. The price of gold went from $35 an ounce to $850 an ounce from 1971 to 1980. Rosenthal Capital. No, can't talk to you. Thanks. Listen, let's start over. Write these numbers down. Grab a pen and a piece of paper. Write this down so you understand the magnitude of the potential move in gold and silver in the mining companies and why it can be a major piece of a portfolio to help you outperform the stock market. The last time gold was considered a favorable asset and the cartel which are the bullion banks, allowed it to rise. Gold went from $35 an ounce to $850 an ounce from 1971 to 1980. That's a 24-fold increase. 
at its peak market value. The U.S. Treasury held about 8,500 tons of gold, and it equaled the U.S. Treasury debt. Now think about that for a minute. At its peak, the amount of gold in the vaults of Fort Knox, the U.S. Treasury, is roughly 8,500 tons. And at its peak of price, that gold hoard equaled the amount of U.S. Treasury debt outstanding. Now let's talk about today's prices. If gold were to go up 24 times in today's price, you're looking at a $36,000 per ounce of gold. You think I'm crazy, right? I know. I know. I'm just sharing with you potentials. We don't know it's going to go up 24 times. It could go up two times. Who knows? But I'm just giving you dollar-for-dollar dollar moves so you can understand what happens when the market gets its bit in its teeth about owning the metals. And we haven't seen that for so long, people forget. And of course, if you looked at the gold at Fort Knox today, what would the price have to be of gold to match the ridiculous amount of outstanding treasury debt? That would be $60,000 an ounce. I mean, clearly that's not going to happen, right? But just to put it in perspective, you would need $60,000 an ounce of gold for the gold in U.S. Treasuries to match the Treasury debt out there. Now, I'm not predicting it's going to go to $60,000 an ounce, guys. All I'm saying is that's another way to understand the $16 trillion of negative yield out there. That's a crazy figure. How about $60,000 an ounce of gold to match the U.S. Treasury debt? That's another ridiculous figure. Now, this stuff's been going on for decades, right? So how do we know this is the beginning of a major move in the metal? We don't. Okay? I, I don't know for sure. I, all I can share with you is this. There's GDX just starting to break out, right? Okay? There's GLD just starting to break out. I don't know why it's happening right now. I can come up with reasons and guesses like anybody else, but it is happening. So to wrap up, the potential to have metals positively impact your portfolio and help you beat the stock market in 2019 and beyond is high at this point. So now's the time to do the research. I'm not running out there and buying it right now. You know me, I buy weakness. I'm looking for weakness. We have the Jackson Hole meeting on Friday. Who knows what the Fed's going to say? Whatever they say might wreck the price of the metals for a short period of time. I don't know. That's when I look to buy them. Have them come down to moving averages, come down to uptrends. Boom. That's when I step up and start putting money into the space. Now, truth be told, you know, full disclosure, we have some investments from a couple months ago because we've always focused part of our portfolio on the metals. But I'm talking to you guys now, Armor Report recipients, subscribers to the YouTube channel for the Armor Report. It's important enough now for you to start thinking about the metal and the miners 
for part of your portfolio. It's important enough now for you to look at the facts of the case to realize $16 trillion in negative yields uh, can only go one way. It means build dividend part of your portfolio. It means build precious metals part of your for- portfolio. It means do those things advantageously, which is another way of saying buy weakness. And anybody who's a subscriber to the Armour Report will get – it's a free report, so go ahead and do it. It's on our website, RosenthalCapital.com. When we open up the spigots to put those stocks in the portfolio, you'll be the first to know. All right? I appreciate you guys spending time with me today. I hope this is helpful. As always, please give me that thumbs up. It helps me with the YouTube algorithms, okay? If you like what you hear, give me the thumbs up. Comment if you got questions. I'd love to you know, answer the questions in, in subsequent videos. I'll be back for the week in review at 11.30 on Friday. Until then, best of luck trading, best of luck investing. Be safe out there and always consider risk management no matter what you're doing. All right, take care, guys.